Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Aston Villa fans. Have we all recalibrated after our pretty deflating defeat to Crystal Palace at the weekend? Well, I hope you have because games are coming thick and fast and there's only two more left. We've got Spurs coming up uh, on Wednesday and that's what we're here to talk about today to do a small bit of a preview of the Spurs game. Paddy, how are you doing today? Is there anything that's uh, come across your timeline or anything that's popped up apart from Spurs or anything that's kind of arced your ire? Uh, over the last 24 hours since we last spoke. <laughs> well, if you uh, if if you count the fact that they're they're going to give Edson Cavani goal of the season for a goal that he was actually offside, was something that irks me. Yeah, I suppose so. That goal wasn't better than Bertrand Torres when he where he passed the ball into the bottom of the net against West West Brom. You'll have to go a long way to find a better goal than that this year. <laughs> But he's going to get it. He'll get it because it's Man United. And um, I wonder who was on VAR. I didn't see the match live, so I don't know how long they spent looking at the the touch, the, the uh, ghost touch of uh, Bruno Fernandes because the ball didn't change whatsoever. When you consider how long they looked at uh, Maddie Cash's um, attempted touch for some reason at uh, Anfield, um, they seemed to completely miss the fact that Bruno Fernandes didn't flick it on to when Cavani came back into an onside position. So when the ball was kicked, he was a mile offside. But there you go. That's the double standard Premier League for you. And that's all. That's my rant done for the day. Yeah, look, it's one of those things, I suppose, that uh, look, it's there, there are no rules, Paddy. There are no rules in the game of football at the moment. Rules are only applied um, arbitrarily or not arbitrarily. They're just applied when it's caught on camera now. Uh, you know, that's really what it is. And um, yeah, look, uh, even you saw it in the Chelsea and, and Leicester game today. It was a penalty. Like by 2020, 2020, 2021, um, 
standards, uh, Timo Werner gets tapped in the back of the ankle, throws himself two and a half feet outside the box. Penalty is given, and like, that's a penalty. There's no way that's a penalty given if Sean Teal is tackling Peter Unlove or tackling somebody back in 1994. There, that's that's never a t- that's that's never going to be a penalty in a million years. You know, a million years. And I'm not saying we hark back to those days, but look, as I say, it's you're literally you're you're at the mercy of the gods. Um, and that's what it is. The refereeing gods, you're at the mercy of it at any given time. But it was a penalty, and, and Timo Werner yeah. got it, and, and Jorginho scored it. And that was actually um interesting statistic that flashed up on the screen afterwards with uh, Jorginho is the is Chelsea's top scorer with seven goals this season, and all of them penalties. Bonkers. All of them penalties. Absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, yeah. It's something that you got to live with, I suppose, really, isn't it? And uh, we've got some players like like uh, Bertrand Troy, six goals this year. Jack Grealish is six goals this year. And um, uh, and World Gazi has nine or 10 goals this year as well, you know, on top of Ollie Watkins, 12 or 13 goals he's got in the league this year. So, you know, we've got it. We've, we've spread our goals out, which something I think is a big positive for us this year. Mm. Um, yeah, look, you know, I've, I, I put it up on Twitter, the Gazi and the Bertrand Trore, that they've scored goals. That was the context I spoke about today. Yeah, have they been shit at defending at times? Absolutely. It doesn't, like, it doesn't take tactical genius to be able to see that, but you got to pat him on the back for scoring goals. And they've scored the most goals in the Premier League of a wing uh, partnership. Uh, they've scored the most goals since uh, Ashley Young, Stuart Downing in you know, 0-9-10. And potentially that would be the most goals that have been scored by a wing partnership for us ever in the Premier League. I, I'm I'm not 100% sure if that is correct, but the, the Ashley Young Stuart Downing pact is right, yeah. but I'm, I'm not maybe, sure if ever is. But maybe back to Tony Morley days, who knows? We'd have to uh, we'd have to yeah. go back and check it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't gotten off a lot of goals from wingers previously, but I'm sure somebody will will correct us on that, but definitely between 09 and 10 and now um yeah, they've scored the most goals. So anyway, that wasn't what we wanted to talk about. It was it was Spurs game. We wanted to talk about the Spurs game. And uh, actually, before we do that, let's get into a small bit of news, Paddy, before we talk about the Spurs game. Villa made a, a, a purchase, um, and the, the kid's name is is escaping me at the moment. But they purchased a 15, 16-year-old kid from uh, from Rochdale. And um, uh, yeah. yeah. Bristol, wasn't it? Bristol. Bristol. Sorry, not Rochdale. Bristol. <laughs> um and uh see it was the highest figure highest transfer fee ever paid for a, a bristol academy player um but there seems to be good things being said about this uh, about this kid so look the tra- the transfer market for um for the youths the our youth side isn't uh showing any signs of of slowing down which is absolutely yeah. fantastic i'll you make know. an attempt at pronouncing his name for you to Kyrie pierre Yes, Kyrie Pierre. That's it. Because do you know what? I was getting confused with the guy, the QPR player, which is uh, I think it's Keenan Prince um, or Kyron Prince that was uh, actually immortalized. He died uh, fifteen years ago, and he was immortalized in the in FIFA twenty twenty one. And he's the first kind of virtual footballer, the uh, first for virtual footballer in twenty in in the FIFA franchise, which I thought was a nice little touch. Um, I was getting a small bit confused there, even though I don't know where the Rochdale came in. But um, yes, Kyrie Pierre is the child. Is the the child? Jesus Christ, I'm all <laughs> over the place today. Well, I suppose he is a child. I suppose he is a child at that age, you know. But he is the kid that is being um, that that Villa have signed. So wish him a 
uh, a hearty future um, with Aston Villa and that he grows within the academy and hopefully we get to see him in the in the first team one day because he is an attacking midfielder and God knows we need an attacking midfielder now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was signed. Also, there was um, Emma Fallis from the um, from the from the women's team has uh, recently announced that she's moving on to what I don't know and to where I don't know, but a fantastic servant for the for the Aston Villa women's team really put us on put you know Captain Fantastic and and just just like a, a leader within that team. So we wish her the best yeah. um, in what she does uh, when when or wherever she goes after this as well. Seems and, to be big, uh, big changes going on there. I know all the the, the whole yeah. coaching ticket seems to have gone. So yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there over the summer. But I'm sure there's already plans afoot to replace those. It's it smacks a small bit. Um, it smacks a small bit of what what the club did on the men's side with Patash. You know, <laughs> get her in, do a job. Clear houses and then see what happens then to build the structure then afterwards. So once you once you develop stability, but uh that could just be me putting two and two together and making mm-hmm. six thousand seven hundred and forty-two, which is always usually the case. But yeah. um no well, for, no, for, those, for those that don't have a big interest in this, there's a there's a huge um TV deal after coming into place for the women's game. And if we'd have dropped yeah. out of that league, which we very nearly did. We would have missed out on that. So, you know, all particles coming together is important, especially on the financial side. But obviously, for for every team that we support for Aston Villa, we want to see them in the top division. Like I said many times about the under-23s, I'd love to see them be in the top division. But I've actually come to realise it's not important because if, if they're coming out of our under-18s and they're not strong enough to be uh, coming into our first team, it looks like they're going to be shipped out. So... Um, it's not it's not as important as I as I previously thought. Yeah. Um, look, and, and that actually is a nice segue when you talk about our under 18s, under 23s there and maybe getting into the first team because as we move towards the Spurs game that's going to be happening tomorrow now at this stage, um, did you listen to Dean Smith's uh, presser today? Did you listen to his press conference? I didn't. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I had a bit of a digital detox for a couple of days because there's so much rubbish online talking about what we should be getting rid of and who we should be getting rid of. I, I just, I found it very hard to, to, to read and I kind of just took a bit of a digital detox for the last couple of days. So I'm feeling a bit fresh now this evening. Yeah, I, I kind of did the same. I just kind of responded back to him who spoke to me, but I kind of stayed away from uh, massive uh, in-depth kind of driving uh, in social media and, and, and stuff like that. And, um, but I kind of did the same. But Dean Smith today came out and he had some, you know, he mentioned about kids and stuff like that playing maybe against against Spurs. And uh, the insinuation from uh, some reporters there was that maybe Carney Chuck Mueka might get his uh, his debut for Aston Villa, which I think is something that we're looking at. And mm. um, there was a reference to the fact that there is will be like five days between this game and the cup final. So maybe we might see him for five six seven eight ten twelve minutes at the end of the game Um, i don't expect to see him starting but uh stranger things have happened uh, you know at sea so uh carney chuck Mueke is going to be in the squad i would imagine and we might see him sprung from the bench but dean smith also spoke about jack Grealish and jack Grealish getting minutes here there and against everton uh he got minutes as well um i don't know he he was very coy on whether jack Grealish would start as well but uh, I think that we probably will see Jack Reedish from the offing. 
um, tomorrow. Mm. Uh, but where we see him is going to be the conundrum. And as we all know, I think that, and I and I think you're in the same bucket as me now, that we see Jack at the number 10 role. Maybe we sit down Jacob Ramsey for this game tomorrow. We see Jack in the number 10 and we have El Golzi and, and Bertrand Troy either side of him um, and try and just create stuff. You know, that's been our biggest problem is we've scored some goals recently, yes. But like Bertrand Troy's goal was a, just like a wonder shot. Um, yeah. McGinn's goal was a snapshot from outside the box. Uh, El Ghazi's goal was a lazy run to the back post. You know, so what I want to see us do is create stuff and start getting getting good movement in around the box and mm. maybe get something in there for Ollie Watkins. And, and and if you've got those three behind Watkins, I'd be more hopeful of creating stuff because, like, we, we're, you know, we're, we're not going to catch Arsenal in front of us unless we win both our games. They lose both our games. Um, Leeds are now going to finish ahead of us after beating Sp- yeah. Southampton today, which, you know, I don't have that mad. Like, I... I it, it, it's okay to dislike Leeds, but like I'm not going to lose sleep over over finishing yeah, below Leeds, you know, yeah. or, or anyone. Um, I just want us to finish ahead of Wolves, and that would entail us winning at least one of our last two games, you know. But so if we're going to beat Spurs, you're going to have to score against the run against this team. And remember, Ryan Mason is is managing this team as well. Yes, it will be heavily predicated on on Jose Mourinho's. Yeah. Um, tactics and so on, and actually, this just reminds me. I was supposed to make. I was supposed to message um, Matt uh, Hayes from the Tottenham uh, from the Tottenham blog to come on here and, and to do this with us, Betty. And I just completely <laughs> forgot to do it. Oh my god! I might infiltrate his uh, his watch along tomorrow and, uh, <laughs> and and have a bit of crack that way. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're going to have to score goals tomorrow. I think the fans want us to see want to see us score goals. Um, we yeah. looked toothless against against Crystal Palace after we went two one up. We really did, and I think that's like the, I think the fans could get behind losing like if we lost four three, as long as we were you know peppering their goals as much as they were peppering ours. But mm. it just didn't happen. You know, it was the fact that it was a small bit of a defensive capitulation, not in the fact that we defended poorly, but in the fact that we just couldn't keep them out, and we certainly weren't yeah. we weren't bearing our teeth at the other end. I think that was a big big issue, and I hope we see that against against Spurs, but. Um, what do you think yourself, Paddy? Have you heard anything from the inside that uh, Jack Grealish is going to start, or what's your own murmurings no, on it? I, don't, I haven't heard anything at all. Um, I would be very surprised if we start. That's just okay. What, what I feel, I don't. Th- I don't think. Um, I I didn't I didn't feel in the last two games he looked sharp enough to be starting a game. Um, he didn't look a full tilt for me. Um, I I personally think that he won't start tomorrow. And and who's to say that he won't be coming on to to replace Chuck Mueca? So that mm-hmm. that's an that's an option. Um, you know, I I, th- I think we can get at Spurs. I definitely think we can get at Spurs. I think if we if we start well and and really go at them, um, they they've got their fans back in tomorrow. Their fans aren't happy at the moment. They're they're pissed off at the ownership over the whole shit show of of this of the Super League, um. They're pissed off with how the season has gone in general, and they're going to miss out on the top four, obviously. So um, they don't have a whole lot to play for. They're going to finish with, within the Europa League places by the looks of it. Um, there's talks of Harry Kane leaving, so th- there's a lot going on there. There's a lot. There's a lot of um, a lot of turbulence off the pitch from from the fans' point of view. So it mightn't be such a bad thing to have whatever it is ten thousand of their fans in the stadium. 
especially if they're if we're in the ascendancy because they will start getting on their on their cases i would imagine yeah uh and look everything isn't rosy in the spurs garden as you alluded to there as well it's not uh they have a reprieve because they don't have Mourinho, and it looks like eric ten Hag is going to come in there again um the ix manager uh, is on their shortlist or high up on their shortlist should i say mm. who would be very good manager you know look at his win percentages even with utrecht um and you know he had, a, he had over 50 percent win win ratio in, in the in the air divisa and then um you know, a ps with ps are with uh ix i think he has some, like a 70 71 or 72 percent win percentage but like you know they're bringing through players left right and center as that yeah. fantastic academy does and uh, like no other team i suppose really in europe at the moment but uh, save for maybe some of the Scandinavian teams that we will see some absolutely bangers of players come out of teams mm. like Norgeland and, and um, you know, which is, I think, one of the reasons why Johan Lange is going to be such a big, big, big asset to us. You know, the fact that he's going to know the Danish market, the Scandinavian market inside out, because there are some really great players coming from Bodo Glimt, Nor- Norgeland, um, Valerenga. You know, there's they're they're really yeah. hotbeds at the moment. But anyway, that's that's a, that's tangential for me. And so are tell. we. And so are we. Exactly. Yeah. So are we. Um, but you can tell that I'm getting excited about the transfer season already. Just even talk about players that have no way in the wide earthly world are going to come to Aston Villa. But it's just I just love it. I love watching players uh, like that, and um, and getting everybody sorted, and 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 just just having a healthy interest in, you know. Uh, I suppose uh, trying to trying to find the next big thing, but just a hobby that I have, and not that I have any scouting background or anything at all. But um, anyway, getting back to Spurs because I went really tangential there. Uh, the the fans will be, um, you know, they, they they will be kind of antsy a small bit, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, like they can they they will give Ryan Mason time, obviously, because they know that he's not going to be there full time. But you know, with Harry Kane as well. Don't forget, Harry Kane came out and said he still wants to leave. You know, will he be? Will he get a rousing, a rapturous applause from the fans, or will the fans be on his back? I suppose mm. they'll be on his back until he scores his first goal, and then after that, they'll love him again. So, like, yeah. it's one—it's one of those though that he's allegedly said it, really, isn't it? But you can see what you could see him saying it because, like, he's getting to the age now where he needs to be going places to win trophies. I, th- I think I read somewhere today. That the players that have left Spurs since since he joined that have won 117 trophies between them. <laughs> so, you know, there's wow. a that that's incredible. Um, so it's it, it's it's a case of shit or get off the pot. It depends on who comes in and, and what mm. what kind of promises are made there. But I, I think there's another couple of years of rebuilding to get them back up to even pushing for a, a top four position. I think they're way behind now again. Um, they haven't had a great season, but I think anyone who takes Jose in needs their head examined because he's just a long list of clubs in his wake now that he's he's left in a worse state than he took over. So, uh, yeah, we had this conversation before that I wouldn't go to any Villa games if, if Jose came in as manager. So, um, that's just my opinion on him. But look, there's still a huge, huge wealth of talent there that can go and and as we've seen in previous games and especially last year they've destroyed us in in 
in possession, we should say, because they didn't really, they didn't put too many goals on us. Um, I actually can't remember what the score was earlier in the season. I remember the two games last season, John McGinn scoring on the first day of the season, and then Bjorn Engels having a a nightmare in the um in the return fixture just before lockdown. Um, but look, they'll they'll um they'll definitely put it up to us. Um, it looks like Garrett Bale is out injured. Um, also out injured is Ben Davis and Serge Aurier. So, um, you know they'll probably it'll be unless they throw one from left field and put Matt Doherty in there. It'll be Tangana, Alderweireld, Dyer, and Regulon, and then the Celson Hoyvier, I believe they call it Hoiver, now. Not, yeah. not Hoyberg anymore. Um, and then probably. Lucas Mora, Deli Ali, Son, and Harry Kane. And you can take it to the bank. Deli Ali is going to have the best game of the season tomorrow night. <laughs> and just take yeah. it. He, he played pretty well last day. He played, and you know you can. It, it's Deli Ali. It, it's just playing as the uh, as the nose in your face that that uh, Deli Ali just didn't like Mourinho. <laughs> That's he just just down tools. Like because yeah. Mourinho gone, Deli Ali comes back off, out of the cold and has a has a blinder. You know, the last day, and um, he's a refreshed player and, you know, somebody who's very, very skillful. Uh, Euro's coming up. I think he's probably left it too late to get into Euro squad, but maybe he does. Who knows? Um, but I don't see him getting in there ahead of Phil Foden, Basin Mount, Grealish, you know, but you, mm. stranger things have happened. This is Gareth Southgate. You never, you never know. You yeah. just never know. Um, yeah, it, it, tomorrow is going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a tough game for us. Um, an away game. Um, I, I, I can't imagine that the players' uh, spirits are very high. But then again, this is a, a team full of a lot of character. You know, it's full of a lot of character. There's, uh, prior to the turn of the season, um, or prior to the turn of the year, should I say, we had, um, you know, we had this knack of lose a game, get back up on the horse again straight away afterwards. This would be a nice way to do it, you know, lose a game that we were expected to win against uh, Crystal Palace and come back and win a game that we're expected to lose against Spurs. I think that would be a nice tonic, you know, as we go towards the end of the season. Um, I think it's going to be hugely predicated on whether Jack Grealish starts or not or whether Jack Grealish sees, sees meaningful game time because... Um, you know the look. I remember Chris Dolan saying it to me when I was in the on the the Villa View, probably around the start to the middle of of February, that the season was going to peter out. And I remember thinking to myself, "Oh my God, how could you actually say that? This is that's just heresy, complete heresy." But it, it has started to, and it, you know, it looks like it it, it has petered out now. But um, let's you know the last two games against two decent uh, opposition um, will be interesting to see what. Uh, I suppose what what whether Villa have a sting in their tail, you know, with regards to to the end of this, the, 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 to the end of the league, and you know, it's still going to be nice to grab scalps before the end of the year because who knows who they're having discussions with regards to transfers, and if that if that you know, oh well, look at us, we've beaten Spurs, and we need you to help us kick on to go above Spurs in the league next year. You know, mm. those conversations actually happen and, you know, they take in players and they take in agents as well if you're showing that type of ambition. So um, so hopefully, as I say, I'm more hopeful for this game though tomorrow than I am expectant. Um, and I think yeah, that's okay I and I think too. that's fair. I think that's yeah. fair to be too. But do you have uh, do you have any kind of prediction for what way, what the... what the game is going to turn yeah. out like? Because we're, we're going we're gonna to have... Uh, like Mings is probably going to be back. 
looks like it. No, it sounded that way. It sounded like he trained. You know, I I don't uh, um I won't read too much into what was said today. I read a co- I read a couple of quotes before we came on air. Um, the reason for that being, um, why give too much away before the starting lineup? So, um. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it as a manager and I wouldn't expect Dean Smith to do it either. Um, going back to when there was a leak earlier in the season, he Absolutely. wasn't too happy about it. So, you know, yeah. that's the kind of person he is. Um, I'd kind of forgotten um, that Spurs had ruined my birthday and I've just had a, a brainwave. It was the one where Harry Kane got a, yeah. apparently a very clever penalty. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else is cheating, but for Harry Kane, it was a very clever penalty. Um <laughs> Yeah, and Emmy Martinez made a mistake early in the in the game with a clearance that led to uh, Vinicius scoring. So they beat us two 0 yeah. Um Yeah, I I I hate predicting a defeat, but that's the way I'm feeling at the moment. I think we'll both score. Um, I'm hopeful of maybe getting a one all draw out of it, but I think they'll probably go and beat us maybe two one. I'm gonna go for one all draw. I've gone for one all draw the last two games. And I have to be right at some stage, you know. So, um, I, well, actually, I didn't. I think I went with a one-all draw, and then I changed to a three-nil win against Crystal Palace for some strange reason. Um, but the one-all draw, one-all draw is what I'm going to go with for this game as well. Uh, look, it's it's more so just the performance that I want. You know, I want midfield. I think, to... I, I think a performance is hugely important to us tomorrow. Um, I'd like to see us stay in the game long enough for Jack Grealish to get on because I genuinely don't think he'd start. And uh, you know, I, I don't think getting Jack Grealish ready for England is as important as it seems. I think he's good enough to be named in the squad. I think they have to manage that injury to the best of their ability. The last thing they want is a relapse now and for it to affect pre-season for him. So it, I'm sure they're managing game time. I'm sure it will be a case of, OK, you can have him for the final 30 tomorrow and maybe start him at the weekend. But with, with the game so close together, I would imagine they have to be really careful. Mm. And I think, look, they're probably thinking, listen, we start Jack Grealish. Fans haven't seen Jack Grealish playing the flesh in exactly. 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So protect him at all costs to play him. But I hope, mm. I hope, I hope, I hope that he plays. Uh, he starts tomorrow because I think he's going to be pivotal to to um, Aston Villa winning tomorrow. If he doesn't play, I want to see Nakamba and Louise in midfield and John, John McGinn pushed further forward. Um it's just just really like if we are going to play that defensive t- or, or if we are going to play a midfield three, why not just park, do, do a Mourinho on it and park the two boys in front of the back line and then just see if we can get something going up front. Um, yeah. But pff, look, I, I did say I want a good performance. I want a good performance from midfield. That's really what I want. I want a disciplined performance from midfield. I want a coherent performance from midfield. I don't want two having to carry another, another person in midfield. We've been like that since the 1st of January. We've mm. very much so been like that since the 1st of January where two people in the middle of midfield have been carrying one other person and vice versa. So whether it's been maybe Douglas Louise has had an off day and Jacob Ramsey and and and, and uh, McGinn were carrying them or Jacob Ramsey has an off day, you know, it's it's been it's been a bit of a topsy turvy piece in the middle of midfield for the last for since since the first of January. I just want to come away from the game tomorrow and go. Bar the Everton game, I suppose really not the first Everton game. Actually, the first Everton game when Barkley, Louise, and, and McGinn all played really well, and we ended up winning two one, and we looked really good going forward. Yeah. Um. In that game, if one of our midfield trio isn't firing on all cylinders, it, it, everything breaks down. And it, it, it everything just breaks down, you know. It's, they're they're so yeah. pivotal to us 
Um, so hopefully, 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 I, I really just want to be watching them like a hawk to see what the spacing is like, to see what uh, see uh, what the discipline is like about them going forward, trying to make something happen. I'm, I'm not too concerned about Douglas Louise trying to make something happen or even John McGinn trying to make something happen as such. I want them to be disciplined in their positioning, dis- disciplined in, in, in the tra- through the transitions. But that, look, as I say, they have been trying their best to do that, but we just haven't been firing in the number 10 position either, you know, this year or so. Let's just see. Yeah. Let's see what that holds tomorrow. So I'm going for a 1-1, one, 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 and you're going for a 2-1 defeat? Bad yeah, knowledge, you like to say. It. I, I yeah, think I that's genuinely where I see it happening. So yeah. I think that, I think there's always just there's always just something in my mind that Harry Kane will get a penalty or, you know, there will be something that will ruin it for us. But look, it's... Um, it, it's it, it, it's a season that we'll probably need to, you know, we'll, we'll need to focus on what happened earlier in the season as opposed to what we're looking at in the last 13 games or, or even before that since the COVID break. Because while it is petering out, and I hate saying it, I don't think that's to any fault of, of, of where we're at. I think it's just really, really unlucky. Um, you know, causing a fixture pile-up. We were all, always one fixture behind everybody all the way along. Yeah. Yeah. From day one, um, when you look at um, the fact that our first game of the season was even deferred, um, so we we all we were always one game behind everybody and playing catch up. Um, I you know it's a huge improvement on last season. Um, I'd I'd like to be able to go out and enjoy the next two games. I'm really looking forward to seeing good friends of mine back at the match at the weekend. Um. So this game to me is a little bit of a distraction, albeit the one the, the one of the two games that I think we've the best chance of winning. Um maybe uh maybe Chelsea will have the <laughs> yeah. we might catch we might catch them on an off day. <laughs> well I think I like I look realistically speaking, like getting into the Champions League positions from where they were under Frank uh, under Frank Lampard and Thomas Ducal coming in mm. to do that, and like his record has been fantastic. You know, since he's came in, there was, uh, yeah, he had the West Brom defeat, and uh, yeah. that was like just completely abomination. Abomination, but um, like if he was to come in and win a Champions League with Chelsea, and they're going to want to win it, even though they are playing against Manchester City, you know, they are going to go away, want to go away and win that. Um, yes. I can't see them throwing a lot of their horses out against us. Uh, on the final day of the season, but look, maybe they do. Maybe they don't want to just. Uh, I, I know they've got a huge squad, and and like even if they were to just rotate eleven of their players, it would be yeah. still a formidable team. But like you're still going to have Giroud up front, who is going to score four goals against us, regardless. You know, so he just does. Yeah, um, but uh, like it's not. Um, they're not completely safe in the Champions League positions just yet, because they if if Liverpool win tomorrow. That oh yeah, put, yeah, that puts them a point behind Chelsea and level with Leicester, so they will need to go and beat us at the weekend to be guaranteed Champions League football. So, you know, you can be sure they'll grind out a one nil or a, or a two nil victory against us. That's just me being pessimistic now at this stage after Crystal Palace at the weekend. Or Paddy Roy Hodgson comes back. To get back at Liverpool after all those <laughs> years, just like lying in the long grass, you yeah, know, after the time he was at Liverpool, yeah. yeah, yeah, just his very last game uh, in charge of Crystal Palace because it, it was announced that he's going to go out in the high after beating Aston Villa. Um, it was announced <laughs> he's going to step away, but uh, you know, that's what happens, isn't it? You know, 
just yeah. what happens if you're looking for results play Aston Villa but uh it's not a pity party that's we're not going to finish this in a pity party but we're going to beat Spurs no we're going to we're going to beat yeah, Chelsea we're going to beat Chelsea last I'd love to see us go and win the last two games I just I yeah. just can't see it in our current no. form um and I'm not I'm trying not to be pessimistic because I'm really hopeful of the future and I'm really hopeful of next season and I think the transfer window is going to be really enormous in in a, in our near history because it, this window will decide whether we've got a long term plan with with Dean Smith at the helm because if if um, if he's not firing on all cylinders by Christmas, I think somebody else will be brought in to make to to have a change, um, it ready for the following season. I, that's just the way I see it happening. So I'm like I'm absolutely one hundred and ten percent sure that Dean Smith will start the season as manager next year. It's just that we, we need to see progression from where we are now. So we, we continue need... progression, Paddy. Continue exactly. continue yeah. to progress under Dean Smith. Oh, yeah. And... yeah. Yeah. Like this this season hasn't been a failure. Um Solid. at all. This is the you know, it, 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 I just wish I could I could black out everything since Christmas <laughs> or since the COVID yeah, break. But... but but that's just the way it is. But this is all a learning process for him as well. Um, and and the one thing we've all learned is that we're we're just a couple short in different positions. Um, there obviously there's going to be a lot of churn there now with with players going, players out of contract. Um, there's going to be a lot of change at the club, and it's a very important transfer window for for our immediate history. Absolutely, immediate future. Immediate future. I agree that immediate future. Um, for sure, for sure. Um, right, lads. I think we're going to leave it there. As I say, we're yeah, we're going to be back to you with the team sheet tantrum. Um, I think we'll do something for it anyway uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So the game itself is kicking off at 6 p.m. So that means the team sheet tantrum is going to be 10 minutes to 5 tomorrow. Um, we will we, we will put out stuff on, 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 on social media with regards to that. And we will be delighted to have you there. Uh, we will do a team sheet tantrum Um tomorrow before the game we've only got two more left and they are some of my favorite uh favorite things to do in the week because uh there's just, they're just a bit of crack you know and we've got stuff that we can uh we can report on in the moment but uh as always thanks everybody for listening to the podcast thanks William, for everything you do uh patty i saw a ridiculous statistic actually i just got an email today from charitable and they told us that we were the 35th most downloaded football podcast in ireland of all time <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I, had, I had to laugh at that myself for me. Oh yeah, that's uh, what, what are all the other podcasts like? They must be rubbish all together. If we're there. So uh, yeah, just an interesting one. So thanks, William, guys, for everybody yeah. in Ireland so, for doing that because we have, uh, we have a target for next season to put ourselves up that table towards the end of it. Jesus, yeah, 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 absolutely. But um, yeah, look thanks a million guys for watching it or for listening in ireland and uh you know we're glad to have you and we hope we find some more of you guys and we hope we make some more aston villa fans over the side of the pint um as the as the weeks and months go on but uh thanks a million to everybody and um, if you're not already following us or subscribe to the podcast please subscribe to the podcast and please subscribe on youtube as well we've been a bit lax on youtube by the team sheet tantrums over the last week or two that's just my fault my schedule has been really really busy um, I'm putting together a couple of things for the off season. A lot of a lot of the stuff for the off season would be um would be done on uh, on YouTube as well. So we'd appreciate if uh, a sub, if you could just click on subscribe there and click on the bell. 
uh, just to be notified of any live shows that we will be doing over the course of the the off season too but uh, thanks a million to everybody for, for everything you do thanks a million paddy as well you can get paddy on at villa paddy you can get me on at love mcgrath pod um, a tough assignment coming up tomorrow, but one that I would not be surprised if we were to get something out of. Um, but as I say, I'm hopeful more so than expectant in this game tomorrow. Uh, we'll kick off at six o'clock in um, the Tottenham Stadium, whatever it's called. I think that's even just what it's called at the moment. Is the Tottenham, Tottenham Stadium? Stadium. Yeah. yeah, Tottenham Hospital. Jesus Christ! I wonder. And you know what? I'm guaranteed that someone was paid to come up with that name as well. That's the sad thing about it. Um, no, the the problem is someone hasn't paid to come. Uh, up someone yet. hasn't paid exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone hasn't paid to 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 give a name to the stadium yet. But um, yeah, as I say, that's at six o'clock tomorrow. Here's hoping for something, but not expecting something from this. Um, but still, as I say, we will be there and we will be watching and cheering on Aston Villa, and we will be delighted as anybody if we come away from there with with some points. So that's going to do it for today, guys. And all that's left to say is up the villa, up the villa. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.